0: a special edition of our show Herstory on the Rocks, with Katie and Allie. Normally it would just be Allie and I hanging out with a couple of cocktails talking about famous women in history but sometimes we like to talk to people who are writing books usually about history but this is a fantasy novel a little different which is my
1: favorite kind of novel (laughs) as you know. (laughs) We have a very special guest here with us today Lauren Masuda. Welcome to the show. Hi um thank you for having me. We're so excited to have Lauren here today. She's a news writer, but here to talk about her YA fiction novel called *Sky Chase: The Flight of Ships*. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: I'm Lauren. Uh, I've been writing since grade school. I first wanted to become an author when I wrote wrote a poem back in like fifth grade and my principal actually read the poem to the entire class and I realized I want to be an author, you know? <laughs> um, so I've been like writing short stories, um, publishing them in, um, literary magazines, gone to write workshops, took like a ton of creative writing classes in high school, uh, college. And I also heard in UCLA's T V writing program where I wrote um like three scripts, um, two of them be originals, the other one a spec. And I turned that one one of my scripts into a uh into a screenplay. Like a movie screenplay. And I've been trying to get that into, you know, production, but that's kind of hard. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just turn to a story. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been, um, you know, uh, well, I've turned it to a novel, too. First, it was a short story, then novel. So, I'm still working on that, the other stories. And I worked on Sky Chase uh, back in 2015 for a creative writing class. And I've been on, like, hiatus with that so many times. (laughs) Because I've dealt with, you know, uh, having anxiety, self-consciousness, so. Confidence, lots of self entertainment et etc um but you know I, I i was finally able to get it published uh, in december and that was a dream come true because i've always wanted to get a book published and right now we're on the sequel and revising other books i've written and hopefully i get those published too so
0: yeah Perfect. Well, we can't wait to get into this because obviously this is this huge passion project for you. So we can't wait to talk about it. But we have a cocktail that we made for your book. So we're going to introduce that. Uh, It's called Sky Chase after your book. And we were thinking about, you know, we wanted it to be blue for the sky. And so we're thinking about anything blue we could put in there. <laughs> uh, so it is vodka, hypnotic, and blueberry liqueur. And you top the whole thing off with tonic. So mm, cheers to Cheers, cheers. Oh, to <laughs> your <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: It looks uh, great. It's very yummy.
2: Very good. Very and blue. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, let's get started talking about your book. The first thing we usually like to do is dive in by setting the scene for your book. Can you give us, like, the name of this fantasy world and um, just a little bit about the setting with the islands and the ships and what this world looks like?
2: It's set in a world called the of um, Islands, but the world has uh, levitate islands, like hundreds of them. And the main one's called Domus. And that's where um you know the main characters live and um it's it's inspired by um a Greek island, namely Santorini, because you know the Santorini the houses are like set on top cliffs and so the island's are very you know has like tons of cliffs and it's top of the lighthouse. And there are windmills, and there's always children flying kites. And they build it white; the top with uh, blue roofs. It's a very um, humble place. Um, and people travel to different islands through airborne ships. And they travel to, like, uh, and the islands um, are, some islands are similar to Domus. Others aren't so populated. Sometimes they're just a, um. And they're they're just like filled with trees or mountains or deserted, and others have like smaller towns. And um yeah, and there are also um, sea creatures, but they're not tall sea creatures because the yeah, others don't no see. Hmm. There's really no bottom, but the creatures fly mm-hmm. and. There are like manta rays and whales and manatees. I never really talk about manatees or the second book. Um, and other, you know, quote unquote sea creatures, uh, flying around. But there are some dangerous ones. And so there are, um, ships that track down those creatures and have to like capture or kill them if they are a threat to the islands. And they're also, and so we focus on, um, Captain Cordelia and her crew, who are part of the Raging Storm, and they're set off to kill this one creature called, uh, the Black Sting with a giant manta ray. But, um, <clears throat> but Cordelia is, uh, struck with poison from the manta ray's tail, and she has to go find a cure for her wound before uh, time runs out for her.
0: Hmm. Now, and I love this image because, you know, I think it's really fun to see the sea creatures flying like above the ship and around it. And I think that's what makes it more fun than a traditional kind of ship book where everything's kind of underneath. Cause it's, I don't know, it's kind of everywhere. It's, it's a really beautiful imagery in this book. Um, but I want to get into Captain Cordelia because she's obviously kind of like this really strong female, you know, character, and, you know, I want to get into her, who is she, what is her family like, and is there a real person she was maybe inspired by?
2: Originally, she was a supporting character of another book series I'm writing, and it's still on hiatus, so, um like, I, I just really want to um, write a very strong character, boss has flaws, and, and for my writing class that I had, where I you know, put her in as the main lead for this book, um, the professor was to, you know, write outlines for her characters, write about their strengths and weaknesses, because, you know, perfect character is boring. They don't want them to be like, all powerful and have no flaws. They had to have flaws so that people can relate to them. So, yeah. So that's the fact that like, you know, a a flawless character can be predictable, you know. Um, like no one wants to see a predictable character. They want them to like uh grow up and not be all powerful. And um yeah, so yeah, so you yeah, know, I wrote down her strengths and weaknesses. And with the uh, black stain's tail, um, her being wounded, it shows her vulnerability. Um, but she's able to uh, go through the pain and trying to like push away her inner demons. And but her um, her thoughts of failures keep popping up because she believes that she has failed her island during this one pivotal um, scene in the book. I won't spoil it, but um, but she feels like it's her fault. It was a sting. It always weighs down more, and it's like a burden. It's like a reminder of what she failed to do, but she's assured by the other characters that it wasn't her fault. There's always so much she could do because she's human and all, and she's not perfect, but she's still able to um, keep herself going.
1: Hmm. So your book switches back and forth between two narrators. Can you talk about maybe the relationship between those characters?
2: Well, it goes through um uh, different characters. Um, one of them being Eamon, which who is uh, Cordelia Cordelia's first mate and the closest person that um Cordelia has next to her brother. Um but uh, Eamon is, um, is the, the, the uh, main person that she interacts with on, in the story. And you know, they have a, like, close um, partner relationship. And he's the one who reminds her that she, she's strong and shouldn't give up and such. And I liked going through... um going through different uh, perspectives because it takes a look to the uh, characters' thoughts and feelings instead of just sticking to one perspective was Cordelia um, and also and I just I wanted to just flesh them out more and get them on and give a couple of them their own mini arcs um sometimes we get back to Cordelia's brother Caleb it does have a couple of chapters, but we see, like, his feelings and thoughts. Because um, Cordelia is always away um, sailing, and now that Cordelia is injured, um, Caleb is even more distraught. But he's, he's assured by his father that, uh, you know, everything will be okay, and he tries to keep um, optimistic, optimistic about it. Also, I was also running, running ideas at some point, so I was like, okay, let's do different perspectives of the characters and keep going, so, yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, while you were writing, you know, I know it, it feels like this has been kind of a long project coming, you're pulling from other things that you're writing, Um, Did you find your relationship to the character of Cordelia kind of change as you were writing the book? Were you kind of finding new things out about her that you wanted to put in the book?
2: Well, she was, um, well, when she was a supporting character for my other book, uh, which takes place 10 years after Sky Chase, uh, we take a look at Cordelia when she's an adult and she's much more, much stricter and a bit more cold. And so, um, so well was Brian Cordelia as a teenager, she was, you know, uh, she still had, you know, coolness, but was also more soft. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to see how the character changed during um, that 10 year duration. And um, no, and it's interesting to see how different um, characters change when they're a teen to an adult. Um, And also, you get more into her thoughts as a teen, because when she was in her supporting role, um, we couldn't, because the book was written in third person. So, and she also played a small role, so we didn't know what's that much about her so in the main role we know so much more and so in the following books it'll be interesting to see how she gets to where she was um in the original book which i'm hoping to like revise when i get the chance because
1: that's been on hiatus forever now so yeah we'll see how that goes with that (laughs) Now, one thing that's interesting about fantasy is that, you know, it's drawing people in to read in these unfamiliar situations, and yet they can still relate to what's happening and to the reading. What are some of the things that you think when people sit down to read this that they're really going to relate to?
2: Uh, hopefully the characters of Fiji Cordelia, since we get the most from her, um... Three, three times where she feels like a uh, failure and she wants to like you know not feel that way and we can all relate to that like we all want to like you know strive to be better and um get through our troubles and and we have you know fears of all that fears and you know we want to escape our fears and yeah, you know, we're all like have something to struggle with um you know we're not perfect uh Cordelia is not perfect so but we can only do so much um we human um yeah so probably like so Cordelia is probably the most human of the characters because she has she has exposed her vulnerabilities have been exposed but she still Stay strong and you know strive to like keep being strong. And I guess another character they can relate to is um Caleb because he's he's like a little kid and we get and ent- and ent- the perspective of someone innocent and young. And you know we were all you know young once upon a time. So reading through his thoughts will be a reminder of like our childhood, and we will want to you know come back to those days and such
1: mm-hmm.
2: and since they're like other characters that we uh get a perspective into um hopefully uh other readers can get the uh chance to like um uh relate to someone um <clears throat> that they can and you know be like oh yeah that i definitely you know um, say that way or feel that way.
0: I know you said that, um, the islands are kind of mimicked after, um, the islands in Greece, but is there a particular kind of period of real history that you were thinking of while you were developing this world and these characters are, are they more in like the pirate era or, you know, ancient Greece, you know, what did you picture when you're kind of making the characters time-wise?
2: 1700s or 1800s, like around like when pirates were a big thing mm-hmm. and they wore those like um you know long cloaks and, and extravagant outfits and hats but um yeah something like that um uh, like if you ever seen um I don't know, this, these Treasure Planet, um mm-hmm. those, <laughs> those kinds of outfits. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um Yep. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Treasure Plan is really underrated, so.
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Totally underrated. And no, that's it. It puts a good aesthetic in my mind for like yeah. what, what the book is trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, part of the title is book one, and you mentioned thinking about a sequel. Is the sequel going to follow um, Cordelia still, or is it going to branch out into some of these other characters that were narrators during the first book?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, it's, um, Cartier's still going to be in it, but it's also going to branch out to different characters, um, we're, we're, um, the book's going to take place a few years later, and so we're going to focus on, um, one of the character um, so there are, so there are, like, a few kids, um, in the first book. And we see them like grow up a bit and get <clears throat> and get more into their thoughts. Um, like Caleb, for example, um he doesn't play a bigger role, or maybe like a little bit of a bigger role, but we see him like a bit more mature but still has, you know, a child he, he's still a child, but he has um uh, grown a little. Uh, we also focus on, um, uh, Eamon's cousin, um, Diedrich, who is also present in the first book, Boy and I Feel Lines. Um, he's also a bit grown, and, and we also get focused on more of his siblings, who are also, you know, a tad bit mentioned, but they have, like, bigger roles. Um, um, So, yeah, we see like uh, how the kids grow a bit. But we also um, see what's going on in Cordelia's self-process as well because she's got on a new mission and has a couple of new recruits. And we see what goes on uh, with uh, their stories, which also like split apart. So, we um, get a look into like... um, different groups in different locations um i wanted to like expand the world a bit since uh it might have felt a tad bit small in the first book since we only focus on a couple islands but in the new book we see more islands and explore what's going on there so yeah mm,
0: great and was there a favorite piece of this book that you were writing? You know, was there a part that you got really into and you kind of didn't want to put the pen down? And then is there also a part that was really hard <laughs> and you kind of just wanted to get through?
2: I mean, it's kind of a spoiler, so I'm just going to say, like, the ending,
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: like, um, just, like, a pivotal scene between, um, uh for and Amen are just like talking to each other mm-hmm. I did, I liked um writing all their um conversations um and I just really like the um you know uh partner relationships but like not make it romantic mm-hmm. um yeah just a good um um
1: uh, you know friendship So you said that the book came out in this past December. Can you let our listeners know where they can find this book, where they can find other um, short stories that you've written and published in journals?
2: Mm -hmm. The the book can be found on Amazon, um, Goodreads, uh, Barnes and Noble. um, I mean, online because they're not in stores yet um <clears throat> but they're available on parts of noble so uh on the website i mean i've also written like tv and movie articles um so they can be found on like collider and
0: pop sugar all right, great. Well, we can't wait for people to go out and buy this book. Uh, I think it's a really exciting opportunity for people to get in on a new fantasy series oh, right yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> not coming in on book three. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're so excited for people to go out and get your book. And thank you so much for being here. It's such a blast to hear all about this creative venture, because we are not creative people, no. and, I. <laughs> no, no, no. and congratulations on your first book. Yes, congratulations. Yes,
1: thank you. That was amazing. Thank you.